This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX is clipped. Now streaming only on Hulu. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome back, guys. I'm Linda. Welcome to the Melanated Way. We are covering 90 Day UK, Season 1, Episode 3. You've got to come clean. Hey, Stevie. Hey, Carol. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. I swear, Valentine and I need to... It should be me, Valentine, um, and Tariq with his hot sauce song. We should do it like a a collaboration <laughs> because our singing is outstanding. <laughs> hey, Vanessa. Hey, Connie. All right. Let me tell you something, you guys. This show, 90 Day Fiance UK, is the train wreck that I needed in my life. There's so much going on and they throw so much at us so quickly. It's just, it's actually unbelievable. It's That's all I can say. It's unbelievable. And I feel like it's so fresh like not scripted these people are a hot mess and i'm here for it so let's just jump right into it first up richard and kathleen and i brought the pictures because you know i know some people want some pet chars so uh, we're going to talk about richard and kathleen quite shortly uh let me see if i have a picture of these two fools actually i'm going to hold off i'm going to bring this one up okay so as we know richard owns this quiz company, right? He owns a quiz company. He's the boss there. He like he hosts quizzes and pubs and he owns the software and he owns whatever, right? Hey Olivia. Hey Ray Della. Hey Fabulous. <clears throat> um so he's the boss at work at home, he says, and then they just throw in 
and we already know that Richard is problematic. Okay, we we just met him, but he's problematic, and we all know it. We all know it. And he has a son, Alfie, who's twelve. What? What? Now I'm absolutely convinced that Alfie must live with the mom because all the things that are happening with Richard and his whole je ne sais quoi, his his demeanor his thought process about women and, and the roles women play in society. It's beyond me. Honestly, it's beyond me. So he has a son, Alfie. Alfie, he says is his mini me. And Alfie, he says is just like him. He's a joker. Alfie says that his dad, Richard is his best mate, obviously, because that's your dad. You're going to love him because that's your dad. Um, And so Richard is cooking with his son and they're making like steak and veggies and Richard turns to Alfie and says, you know, how would you feel if Kathleen came over? And what does Alfie who's 12 say? He wouldn't mind because the house wouldn't be as dirty if Kathleen came over. Okay. First of all, first of all, women are not your maids. Okay. And if you're not putting a sense of responsibility, you guys, let me not get started. I'm just saying, Alfie seemed adorable. He seemed very sweet. I think he spends a lot of time at his mom's house because whatever it is that Richard is telling him about women and his answer is, if Kathleen came over, at least the house wouldn't be as dirty as it is. I mean, I I don't know about you, but mm, that didn't sit right with me. And he could be joking, but he's learning this from somewhere. Let's cut this out at 12 years old immediately, if not sooner. So Richard holds thing a private event, you guys. And this private event is going to be a naked hosted quiz thing. And it was like all old people. I don't know what kind of crazy swingers naked club this is but it was a bunch of old people and i'm gonna put a picture up it's blurry but i did it blurry for a reason because i'm not gonna put these people's faces out there but this is like they just throw this out there like no can i get a disclaimer can i get a like hey this is about to come up i I don't know who what where but are these two old men drinking beer and wine with their nipples pierced is that what i'm seeing right now and y'all are sitting bare bummed on public seats at the bar it's like i have questions are we are we warning people that there were bare bums everywhere are we warning people that there were (laughs) like you know and I know aging is beautiful and all this stuff, but like, give me a warning about the saggy skin and the nipple piercings. You you guys, hello. Like uh, this one on the right, right here. How, what is happening? And how do y'all know each other? What kind of group is this? What kind of group is this? Huh? Look, look. And... Both of your nipples are pierced. Both of you side by side. What? 
What group is this? What is the name of this group? I need to know immediately, if not sooner. They're all on their phones playing this quiz thing. And I have to tell you that this private event, and Olivia, I know you're in the chat, so I'm going to need you to speak up because I talked about it last time. So not only is it a naked quiz event where your bare bums are sitting on public seats, but also, too, I don't understand the teeth situation, Olivia. I don't understand the teeth situation because let me just tell you, I know that the Brits are like the Canadians and we have healthcare and we have medical and dental. Okay. So I'm trying to figure out what's happening in the UK. So Olivia, please speak up immediately, if not sooner, because what is this? Y'all, do you see what, what this game situation was about? Do you see? Do you see this? What kind of crazy quizzing situation is going on here? And then Richard was like, yeah, I'm rocking out with my cock out. And he gets naked too. And he's the naked host. And I could have done without any of it. I could have done without any of it. Any of it, you guys, any of it. It was, it was sens sensory overload for me between you're playing a game it's a quiz thing you're in a public space we're in the middle of a pandemic y'all are naked your teeth are all effed up olivia says ha 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 i swear they're doing the uk dirty and continue to haul out these people with messed up teeth olivia i mean i i don't know what to tell you but every episode so far that's all i've seen is 100 percent messed up teeth Mandy says, I did not consent to being a part of your kink. <laughs> I'm just saying. <clears throat> Fabulous me says, this is it. I need Discovery Plus. Megan's like, I love how all, all of them were so chill to be filmed in the buff with their quiz teams. I mean, what kind of, what is this? Well, I... I need answers, you guys. I need to know what group is this? How do y'all know each other? How long have you known each other? And what's up with the piercings and the teeth and the nakedness? I, I mean, okay. <clears throat> so Richard decides that, you know, because he's the host, he's going to, his words, rock out with his cock out. And I don't think I will ever get past this situation here are you posing are you posing right now he rates his body a five or six out of ten which is neither here nor there y'all can decide for yourself <clears throat> these shows make me feel so much better about my life choices <laughs> I, I mean they say a picture says a thousand words. I don't have any words for this at all. So they do this event. Apparently it was a success. He feels like they'll be back again and he'll be hosting again. He had a great time. He calls it quote unquote, a gig. And so <clears throat> that's how we started the episode off you guys. And it was a whole lot. It was a whole lot for me. So the other thing I want to talk about, Richard, is can we just talk about 
when he is clothed? Why is it when he's clothed, it looks like he's still in the, like he kept all his clothes from the 1980s. That velour shirt, the blue one that he was wearing, and then this sweater cardigan thing that was like half red and half blue. What is that? Where did you find that? Why are all your clothes like so 1980-ish? Like, did you just keep wearing them? I'm confused. I need answers. So it's the next day. He's wearing this ridiculous cardigan, half blue, half red with like, designs white designs all over them it was like a hot mess and he calls kathleen because he feels that he should tell her about the naked quiz job and she's pissed she's not impressed she's like how would you feel if i was out there showing my private parts um to everybody like how would you feel about that vanessa says i mean on a sliding scale maybe he's a five okay sliding scale for sure um so kathleen's like you know how would you feel if i was showing my private parts like there's not going to be a next time you're not taking this gig again it's not okay with me at all like i'm just not i'm not um so he's like yeah you know next time i should communicate with her and make sure she's good with it And, you know, make sure that, you know, you know what I will say, Vanessa, at least he has all his teeth. I'll say that. I'll give him that. So as we know, this is not a typical like visa process or uh, fiance process. Like Richard's putting nothing into it. They are trying to get Kathleen over on a work permit. And part of the process to work in the UK is you have to pass an English test. So she had her English test to pass uh, to start applying for a job in the UK. Um, So she calls him with the results and she's failed. So she feels like she's let him down and he feels sad because you know what are they going to do what's their next plan and i find it interesting that his plan nowhere in his plan was like hey let me propose to her since i've been with her so long um and instead he's like okay well you know it's been three years since we've seen each other and you didn't pass and i want to be there to support you so i'm going to go ahead and book a ticket and i'm going to come to the philippines to see you and then he makes this really because you know he's coming across you guys a bit sexist and a bit antiquated in in the roles that men and women play in society so he makes a joke about how he's going because he needs you know clean knickers clean underwear which you know is implying that she needs to do his laundry which goes back to the joke that his son said about her coming over so that she can clean the house. Like I'm starting to not only get a, a pattern here about, you know, not being equal, but also to a little bit of like the Asian stereotype. And it just all is not sitting well with me at all. At all. So it's going to go to the Philippines to see her. And, um, <clears throat> The first thing he needs to do is check with Alfie's mom to make sure 
if she'll be able to take him while he's away, right? So are you going to be cool with primary custody while I go visit Kathleen? So we meet Zoe. Now, you guys, I don't know if you've noticed, but no one in Richard's immediate circle, because remember when we met his friends last episode, this time we meet his ex-partner, Zoe, and none of them have anything good to say about him. It's amazing to me. It's absolutely amazing to me that no one has anything good to say. So we meet Zoe um, and Zoe, again, just like all his friends have nothing good. And I think that that's a red flag, by the way. If none of your people that are in your immediate circle have nothing good to say about you, what does that say about you? So he comes in to talk to Zoe and Zoe's like, you know, your timing seems interesting because they're on half term, like on on a school break. And so Alfie's going to be off for two and a half weeks from school. And so she's like, you know, your timing is interesting. Like now that Alfie's off, you're going to be jetting off, right? And I'm going to have to figure out what the two next two and a half weeks looks like. And so... He's like, yeah, you know, she was supposed to come over here, but she didn't pass her test. And because she didn't pass her test, she couldn't get a work visa. And then he says, you know, and and I know we have other options, but I prefer the work visa option because, quote, you can try before you buy option. You know what, Richard? Every time you open your mouth, I don't understand the things that come out of your mouth and why they're so friggin' sexist. I don't get it. I don't get it. Like, how are you apprised in any situation here? If Kathleen can get there on a work visa on her own, why does she need to be with you? What are you bringing to the table? Last week, you were talking about how big her head was compared to her body. Then you made reference to her butt. Then you talked about how you need someone to cook and clean for you and make sure that you're king of, of the household. Like, And now this week, you're talking about your try before you buy option. Are you out of your mind? Thank you, Mandy, for reminding me. Don't forget to like and subscribe, you guys. I always forget to say that. Super chat, super stickers are available. Bottom of your screen, you can see where you can support the show in other ways. I appreciate all your support. Thank you. And thank you, Mandy, for reminding me. <sighs> Megan says, this tripped me up because you can't fail the IELTS test. You were assigned a band or a grade. Interesting. I didn't know that. Is there a passing grade and a failing grade perhaps then? So <clears throat> Richard is pissed that he has to do his own washing, his own cooking, his own cleaning. So he wants to make sure that Kathleen gets there immediately yeah you heard me say that right he has to do his own washing cooking cleaning so he wants to make sure that the woman that he's dating arrive sooner than later zoe's like you know when rick she calls him rick richard does, when he talks he doesn't think about the things that he says that's absolutely true and we're just meeting him we're just meeting him and he clearly doesn't think before he speaks. He just says whatever, whenever, 
and it's all very sexist. And if I might just add, it's also offensive. It's offensive. Like I just, I, I don't even know what to do with it. Uh, Olivia says facts. He's irritating as fuck. And this season is going to great every time he's on. He's going to be the UK Ed slash Usman. Ah. <clears throat> so Zoe also thinks that when Kathleen gets to the UK, uh, she's going to see how Richard is in real life and how he is at home and include his wandering eye and she'll get sick of him immediately, if not sooner. She's like, he's the type of guy that expects the tea on the table, the clothes folded, her smelling really nice every day, all day. And that's not how the real life is, right? That's not how real life is. She's not going to be in her stilettos, half naked, with an apron on, cooking and cleaning after you. And then also she's a nurse's assistant or in the medical field. And so she's going to work, you know, 80-hour weeks and come home and serve you. Serve you, Richard? You the naked quiz master? I don't think so. I don't think so. So Zoe's not impressed with any of it. And she's like, you know what? Kathleen will be sick of him. And now we see why those two are not together. She's like, I I figured out who Richard is and I'm not impressed by it. And so we can no longer be together. We can co-parent the best we can. But good luck to you. Bye now. Bye for now. So Richard's back home and he is packing for his trip. And he's like, oh, you know, the first few days we'll we'll be serious and we'll try to work out this work visa situation. But the rest of the trip, it's going to be like a a vacation, a holiday. So he's packing his all his Speedos that he owns. He calls them budgie smugglers. Budgie smugglers, which is as cringe as everything else he says. He plans to go to the beach. When he gets there, the bar and get tanned. And so he's going to bring all his best outfits. He's going to dance with the girls. He's going to look, but he's not going to touch. And oh, by the way, he's going to bring a, a bunch of lube just in case he gets lucky. I mean, do you see everything that I just said there? Did you cringe? Because it's just cringe worthy. Is this cringeworthy? All of it. And if we want to talk about the best outfits, like I said, can we talk about his velour button-down shirt? Can we talk about his old-school 1980s blue and red cardigan? Can we talk about his, like, crisscross tie-dye pants and shirts? Like, what year are you living in? And you're talking about your best outfits? Your best outfits from when? When you were probably like a 20 something in the 80s. Because I don't, I don't, uh, what best outfits? I don't see it. I see like a middle aged dude who dresses like it's still 1986. And you know what? Some people, when they like, oh, this is my best year, they peak there and their hairstyle is still the same because they think that that was their best look. 
their outfits are the same because they think that they were the best outfits. And meanwhile, the world moves forward. I just don't know. Raydella said, these people are too many things. I just, I don't get it. So he's packing, he's packing, and um, he invites his friend Simon over because Simon has wisdom, apparently. And Richard explains to Simon how Kathleen's dad didn't like him, doesn't like him, thinks he's a sex tourist, which, you know, he comes across as, you know? So what's the saying? If you're going to call a spade a spade, call a spade a spade. Like, he comes across like that. And he even accept, explains it. He's like, yeah, I was fishing for another. And these are his words, you guys, international bird. So he's referring to his Asian fetish as fishing for international birds. So the women that you're dating, you're fishing for birds. As he was fishing for these birds, he got caught by his girlfriend. And that's why she broke up with him because he was cheating on her. And he was cheating on her with a Malaysian girl that last week he called her dirty. You remember? And this week he's like, yeah, you know, she was just so, she was a dirty bird and I don't want to marry a dirty bird. I want to marry a nice girl. And again, my, my comment to you guys this week again will be, if that girl is a dirty bird, then what are you? Like, explain to me who you are. We want to talk about dirty birds. You just hosted a no naked quiz fest with a bunch of naked people. Do nice boys do that? I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. So he hasn't seen Kathleen in three and a half years. And it's been two years since he cheated and they got back together. And so that's the whole premise of him going back to the, to the Philippines and back to trying to win over her dad and prove that he's serious about being with her. Although not serious enough to propose to her, serious enough to make sure that she gets a work visa and does all the work to get over to the UK on her own. Got it. Got it. All right. <clears throat> Next up, Alejandro and Katie. I really love this couple. I think that they're adorable you know, their problem is going to be where are they going to live, right? Alejandro and Katie. Uh, Katie's coming to Mexico for two weeks. He's nervous. She's nervous. He's at the airport waiting for her and he's freaking out because she hasn't come out quickly enough. But meanwhile, she's waiting on her bags. Um, she's like, can't wait to see him. They finally see each other. They embrace, they kiss. And it was so sweet, you guys. They were like, you know, we don't care about anything or anyone else when we're together. It's just about us when we're together. They're totally adorable. And, you know, their issue is that Alejandro wants Katie to move there. Katie doesn't want to leave her family, doesn't want to leave her dog. And especially she doesn't want to leave Grandma Liz. And so she wants Alejandro to move to the UK. And, you know, how, what are they going to do? Because they can't do long distance forever. And so... Alejandro wants to make sure that Katie loves the two weeks in Mexico. He wants to show her around town, make sure he she falls in love with the city 
and therefore will want to move. Now, they do have some issues because Katie doesn't speak Spanish. Um, and driving back from the airport, he was worried that she was pointing out all the American things. So she saw like a 7-Eleven, she saw like a Walmart, and he's like, oh, she, she, it's like she wants to be in America and not in Mexico. And so he was worried about that. And they pull up to the house, you guys, and, you know, the outside bar panes. Katie, with her, like, you know, just adorable, quirky self, says to Alejandro that his parents' house looks like a prison because of all the bars outside. And I was like, oh, Katie, don't say stuff like that. You're literally talking shit about your future fiancé's parents' home. Not good. No bueno. And so she gets there. She does like the area, though. She gets there. Uh, her, his parents come to greet her at the door. She's like, embraces his parents. They think she's, they think that Katie seems sweet and sincere and happy and cheerful. And so they like her like immediately. Those first impressions were good impressions. <clears throat> Megan says, I've never seen someone so excited to spot a 7-Eleven. Ha! <laughs> Facts. And Stevie says she's like her grandmother. No filter. Or a Denny's for a milkshake. Facts. Facts. She was very excited about some, some different kind of things. And so... <clears throat> Family likes her. The mom and dad like her um, so far, but the mom is concerned about the religious portion, right? Because in their religion, it's important to have God's blessings. And because uh, in the last episode, they talked about having a civil marriage ceremony, so not a religious ceremony. I think the mom is now having some concerns about that. So everyone's tired from the long day, the anticipation, the waiting, the long flight that Katie had. So they're going to bed. She's like, you know, how do you say goodnight? And, you know, she tries at Buenas Noches. And I thought that that was very sweet as well. Both of them feel like it's a dream that they both get to spend the night together. And, you know, they both want to commit to this relationship. But the issue, again, is where are they going to live? Where are they going to live? Where are they going to live? So the next day, um, <clears throat> Alejandro's mom made breakfast and they're going to have big family breakfast before they head out for the day. And again, Katie is so cute. She's sitting at the, the kitchen table waiting with Alejandro's dad. You know, Alejandro's dad doesn't speak English. Katie doesn't speak Spanish. And Katie's just like smiling at him and making gestures and smiling. And she's like, you know... I don't speak Spanish, but, you know, I want him to know that I'm friendly. And I just thought that was adorable. It was an adorable moment for her. Um, and then she starts talking about potatoes out of, all, out of nowhere, right? So the dad had a fruit on his plate, and I guess it looked like a potato to her. And she's like, oh, you know, I love potatoes, she says. Um, and... She's like, I love, I tell your dad I love potatoes and cheese. Um, I love jack potatoes. And it's my favorite thing ever. Jack potatoes 
and beans are her favorite. And everyone's like, what are you talking about? What? What? Alejandra's like, I don't know. All of a sudden, she started talking about potatoes. She wanted me to tell my dad that she loves potatoes. I don't know where it's coming from. And then breakfast is ready. And everyone sits down at the breakfast table. And the mom and dad cut into their grapefruit. And so the potatoes were actually grapefruits. And Katie starts laughing. She's like, oh, I thought the grapefruits were potatoes. And that's why I started talking about potatoes. And they probably think I'm crazy. Yeah, they did. We all did. We didn't know what you were. You just random. Who's having Jack potatoes for breakfast, Katie? So funny. So <clears throat> she tries to speak Spanish uh, via an app on her phone. And she was terrible. I don't even know what she was saying, you guys. I can't even repeat it because I don't even know what she was saying. But she wanted to know if the chiliquiles, which she calls nachos, you guys, nachos. Not every time you see tortilla chips, it's nachos, y'all. Okay, Katie? Every time you see tortilla chips, it's not just nachos. So she wants to know if the chiliquiles are healthy. And she's trying to speak Spanish. She's trying to ask in Spanish through her her app. And no one knows what she's saying. She finally hands the phone to the dad. And he's like, oh. And the mom's like, ah, well, you know, it's a guilty pleasure. Alejandro's like, you know, I he loved the fact that Katie was trying to make an effort and speak Spanish, but the apps are terrible. And just didn't make any sense and so they have that cute little moment and then they go off to a local market he wants to show her the area yes the chilaqueles they look so good heck yes they're yummy for your tummy they are very delicious if you guys have never had them you should try them so they go off to the local market. She's being super touristy. She's taking pictures with the actual camera camera, y'all. Not even her phone, a camera camera. I haven't seen that in forever, except for like professional photographers. Um, and so she's making Alejandro pose everywhere in the market. And she's like, I'm trying not to be a British tourist, but she was really being like a British tourist and having a good time. And she's like, you know, I'm enjoying it. The market is is like busy. So she feels a little, she feels a little bit overwhelmed. Um, And then they start walking through the market and she starts looking at rings and, you know, she's wondering about whether or not Alejandro's going to propose because they really talk about everything. And he hasn't mentioned proposing on this trip. Although we as viewers know that he already bought the ring. And so as she was looking at rings, he was looking to see what type of ring she was looking at to make sure that the one he picked, is going to be in line with with what she likes and he asked her he's like are you the type of person who likes to pick up your own ring and she's like no i would rather you choose for me and i and i think that that's how it should be you guys what do you guys think if someone's going to propose to you do you want the ability to pick out your own ring or do you think your partner should know you well enough to know what ring to choose let me know in the live chat let me know in the comments if you're watching the replay Okay. Dear Sean. Dear Sean. Sean, oh, Sean. I'm just going to tell you right now 
that you are being scammed 100%. And I just have a lot of questions about Sean and Christine's relationship. Do I not have a better picture? Let me just check. I have a lot of questions about their relationship, y'all. Like, just too many questions. Because I, I'm i just not getting a good vibe. I'm just not getting a good vibe from, from what I'm seeing so far. I want to know what you guys think. I don't have a better picture, so I'm just going to pop that up for now. Um, Megan says, I want my partner to choose. Fabulous says, I just told my husband that whatever ring he needed to bring me the papers. <laughs> Keith Girl says, I want my partner to choose. And Carol says, my husband chose mine. We were young and poor and I was thrilled. 10 years on, we upgraded and chose it jointly. We both love it. See, I think that's what it is. I think you let your partner choose, you know, unlike Emily who tries to buy her own ring. Unlike, you know, I just, I just think it, it's a bad look when you're like, oh, let me, let me choose my own ring. Mandy said, I let my husband know I wanted Aquamarine and let him choose. He did awesome. All right. Dear Sean, Sean, you're being scammed and that's it. Sean, A, no. Sean, you're being scammed. And B, that is not your baby. You are not the baby daddy. You are not the baby daddy. Record show, you are not the baby daddy. DNS DNA test show, you are not the baby daddy. You are not that baby's daddy. All right, I got that on my system. <sighs> okay, so I'm just going to throw this out there. I know it's going to sound really terrible of me, but it's a true question. I, I really do want to know this. I really I want your feedback, you guys, because I personally think that Sean might have some type of learning disability. And so I'm feeling a bit protective of him because I feel like Christine is taking advantage of him. And I think that he doesn't know better. And so I'm I'm curious what you guys think, if you are getting that vibe or if I'm just like overreading the vibe that he, he brings off. Because I got to tell you, like his logic and just, all of it, you guys, all of it, all of it. Just, I don't, I don't get it. I just don't get it. Like I just, he's being scammed and I don't see how he doesn't see he's being scammed. But then I feel like he brings it on himself a little bit because he allows it. But then I'm wondering if, if he has a learning disability and that's why he allows it because he doesn't know any better. Anyways, you guys let me know. So visas were accepted. Christine and, and his quote unquote son are coming to the UK but it's been a stressful time for him because financially he's had to pay for the visas. He's having to pay for their tickets. Plus he's still paying for the entire family, sending money over there. Most of his paycheck, he lives off of 50 pounds a week, a month. So, you know, he's strapped. And so between all the stuff that he's had to pay for, it's been a little bit of a difficult time for him. So he's going to go and meet up with his best friend, Jimmy and again, Jimmy has that teeth situation going on. Jimmy's like, I can't, I can't look Jimmy directly in the face when he's on camera for too long because I, my eyes go, the, uh, it's like a, 
I don't know what's happening, you guys, but some of his teeth are really long and some of them are really short and they're they're like prominent in the front. And it it okay, I'm just gonna say it. it scares me a little bit. It scares me a little bit. I don't understand what, what's happening. Like, I don't understand. Olivia, what is happening over there in the UK? What is happening with the teeth situation? So <clears throat> he tells Jimmy, you know, he's waited two years um, for Christine and Christian to come over. And now he's going to have two extra mouths to feed and it's going to be a struggle. And he doesn't make a lot of money. He has been living off of his credit cards and now he has a bunch of credit card debt. But he's hoping in the future it will be brighter uh, when they arrive because he, listen to this, he won't be he won't have to send money to the family anymore because now they're there with him. And so that money that he sends every month, he'll put towards credit card debt. Now, Jimmy asked, are you sure family isn't going to keep coming to you for money? He's like, oh, no, they're not going to keep coming to me for money. Oh, how wrong he is. How wrong he is because Christine is promising everyone and their dog that Sean is going to financially support every single person. Uh, Olivia says, I need to ask my sister-in-law. I'll report back. She's a dental nurse. Yeah, please report back what's happening with the teeth over there in the UK. We have questions and we need answers. Megan says, with Christine coming over, his expenses will triple and he'll be sending money to the Philippines. And Fabulous Me said, poor baby, thought he was only paying for her. Listen, she's running a full-on money scam on this fool. And she thinks that she has hit the jackpot, y'all. Meanwhile, she doesn't know what she's coming into, okay? Because he hasn't told her what's really happening in his real life. So Jimmy's like, yeah, you know, you sure her family's not going to really still want money. And, and Sean doesn't think so, but Jimmy's worried, right? He's worried for his friend because he doesn't want his friend to get deeper in debt because he's already deep in debt. And what Sean hasn't told Christine is that he stepped down from being a manager. So he had a manager position, you guys. He had a career. He's a manager. And he felt there was too much stress between being a manager and being in this long distance relationship with Christine. So he stepped down and he just, he's a cleaner now, or just a regular cleaner. He makes way less money. But he said he chose Christine and his baby Christian over his career. So he chose her over his manager job because he couldn't do both. It was too stressful for him. And he hasn't told Christine that yet. And he's not going to tell her until he sees her face to face. Jimmy's like, you know what? You need to tell the truth because the truth always comes out. And if she loves you, she'll understand. She'll understand if she really loves you, Sean, she'll understand. If the money stops coming to her and to her family and to the neighbor and to the, the, the animals down the street 
and to the cats, all of them. If you stop sending money to everybody and anyone that's involved with her and she's still around, then she loves you. If it becomes an issue, then guess what? Might have been a scam. So Jimmy's like, just tell the truth. If she loves you, she'll understand it. Now it's the next day and Sean hasn't slept since eight the night before because he's so nervous and excited that Christine and Christian are finally coming. Now I'm going to pull this off for a second. Y'all, his apartment was not even just a mess. It was disgusting inside. Okay. PlayStation games everywhere, dirty dishes, the linen, the bed that he was making, that linen looked like it hadn't been washed in months, broken drawers, like dishes where it's caked on, like it's been sitting there for weeks or months, everywhere, everywhere. And he says, because he's financially strapped, he couldn't get his flat in order. But Sean, you could still clean. You could still clean. You could still do do dishes. You could still do your dishes. You could wash your sheets. I mean, I get you can't do a whole reno and buy new stuff, but with the stuff that you do have, you could keep that stuff clean. I was like, is there something green growing in that dish? Because I don't think that that's decoration. What is, what? You don't, you just leave your dishes to. So he says he couldn't get his flat in order because he's financially strapped. And then he gives us a tour of Christian's room. Now, you're going to have a two-year-old or he's three now you're gonna have a three-year-old stay where because that room was a mess too like why was there a blue tarp on the floor and what was under the tarp and the clothes were all strewn everywhere and it looked like you know what it not only looked like a health hazard it looked like a like you clearly have never had a child because everywhere in there was a danger zone that kid could you know, get under that tarp and not come back out of the tarp. That kid could bump into all the sharp edges that are everywhere, the wires that are popping out from everywhere. I, I That kid can't stay in that room. That kid can't stay in that room. It was a hazard zone. <sighs> Why was there a blue tarp there? I just kept saying, what is under that tarp? Like, why, why, what are you hiding underneath there? That's what I want to know. Sean's worried because he doesn't know how Christine is going to react because, you know, he hasn't told her where she's going to be living and how she's going to be living. He hasn't told her any of that. He's waiting for her not only to come over to see this fiasco, but also to the financial fiasco that he's in. So 
I don't think that's something you should surprise someone with. I think that that's something you should tell them immediately because I don't think her in-person reaction is going to be the reaction that you really want. <laughs> you never look under the tarp. It's never anything good, fabulous. It's never anything good. <laughs> then we, oh, and then the other thing that was weird to me, and it's just because, you know, I write all the time as a journalist. And Olivia, maybe you can, you can absolutely answer this question, but what, the, so he has these chalkboards, these random chalkboards in his apartment. And they're all like, you know, I love you. Welcome home. But welcome home is spelled W-A-L-C-O-M-E. Is that a thing? Because I've never seen that before, ever. At all. <sighs> okay. Go to the Philippine side. And Christine is meeting up with her kids. Charles, Maxine, CJ, and Christian. So she's got four kids and she's got a bunch of baby daddies, y'all. Okay. Bunch of baby daddies. Okay. And she's leaving three of her kids behind so that she can go to to America, to the UK. And she's saying she's making this sacrifice for all of them so they can all have a better future. So... Here's Christine's plan, y'all. Okay, she's gonna, she thinks she's gonna go to the UK with Christian, who is not Sean's kid, but she's gonna scam him and act like it's his kid. That Sean is not only going to take care of them, but also eventually she's gonna bring her other three kids from two different baby daddies over for Sean to take care of them so that they can have a better future in the UK. Okay. She is saying with her words that she's torn up and she can't believe she's leaving her kids, but you still are. All three of them. You're leaving your three kids. Okay. I'll just stop now. So she's leaving them, but it's for for all of their futures and they're going to have a better future. And she's also worried about leaving her parents. It's going to be very hard for her to leave her parents. And then she literally sits down and is eating with her parents. And she tells them that Sean will still send money to them every month and take care of all of their needs. And whatever they need, he will take care of. And not only that, but... Here's what her plan. So one of her kids is going to stay with the parents. The other two kids are going to go stay with their dad, right? And Christine thinks that Sean is still going to send money to all of them. My question is, where are the baby daddies and why are they not taking care of their kids? What's that situation? So Sean the schmuck is going to take care of all your baby daddy's kids. Your three, and I will say four, kids, none of them that belong to him. You're expecting Sean to take care of all of them, plus your parents. So Sean, on his little cleaner income, has to take care of not only himself, you, his fake son, but also your other three kids and your parents. 
So he's going to finance eight people on his little paycheck. Really? Does he know that? Sean's really excited. He's waiting for his mom to go with him to the airport because his mom hasn't met his son, her grandbaby, allegedly, yet. Um, and in the drive to the airport, the mom is even talking about making sure that Kristen's room is done. So she's clearly seen that hot mess and she's the mom and she knows that there's no way that that kid can stay in that room. Um, and so they get to the airport Sean's super emotional. He's crying. He's like shaking. He can't wait to see them. And the mom's happy that she could be there to support her son because she didn't realize how emotional he was going to get. And I just, it just, it's, listen, Sean, listen, listen, Sean, listen. This is not the one for you. That's how I feel at this moment right now. She's not the one. You need a DNA test immediately. As soon as they land, you need a DNA test. And if you don't do it, I'm expecting your mom to look at that baby and say, that baby is not my grandbaby. We need a DNA test. Okay? Then I'm going to need you to stop sending money. Because what did they do before they met you? And you can't afford it. You're already deep in debt. Okay? So... I get you're lonely and I get you're talking to your toaster, but this ain't it, fam. This is not it. Olivia says, I can't see how he's going to bring all these kids over. They aren't his kids. I just, I don't, I don't get it at all very I just feel for Sean I feel like I, I, I'm gonna need more I'm gonna need more information here because what we're seeing right now is someone being taken advantage of as far as I'm concerned this couple Sean oh Sean oh Sean Sean has a lot of deep dark secrets that he's not letting anybody know and that has me so curious because I'm like, is he a criminal? Is he on the run? Is he a scam artist? What what has he got going on that he is so shade? Anyways, uh, Sean and Victoria arrived in Birmingham. And she is, Victoria is relieved to be in Birmingham. She finds, and I've never heard this ever in my life, you guys. If you have ever, if you've ever been to Birmingham... <laughs> Okay, and I and it's no shade because I was in Birmingham for over a month. But Birmingham is a specific place. Okay. And when she said that she prefers Birmingham over London, because London is expensive and hectic and far from her family, I was like, okay, I can give kind Birmingham is not actually not that far from London, first of all. But I can get the far from the family part. I'll give you that. I'll give you the expensive part because that's true hectic well it's a big city it's london england but i'm what i can't accept is that you are trying to say that you prefer birmingham over london 
so she's happy to be in Birmingham and they go into this and I don't I don't know if like it's an apartment or if it's it's like a extended stay I don't know what it was but it was small and she was just excited that they have a kitchen because she can now cook as opposed to being in the hotel but you were in a hotel for only a few days I mean enjoy that hotel life I, I, I just don't know how you're equating the two I just I don't know like do you travel Victoria they're looking out the window and uh, they see Birmingham coach station and Sean's like is that a horse and carriage station Sean you're from Japan all the technology is in Japan all of it okay you have Hiroshiko like why are you acting like you live under a rock Sean is that a horse and carriage station <sighs> okay She's like, no, it's a train, it's a bus station. Okay, great. So they're looking around their apartment, for lack of a better word, their flat, their extended stay, whatever, this new place that they are staying. And the place is really, really small. And Sean makes a joke that his room in Japan is smaller. And then he said, everything is smaller in Japan. And He's like, oh, I'm just joking, just joking. And she starts laughing. I started laughing because those are facts. Um, and when the producer asked Victoria, you know, if that was true, she said no comment. And, you know, no comment means it's true. So Sean's not working with a lot of things down there at all. Because no person you're dating is going to say no comment. They're going to say, yeah, like, like Danielle said, like who else said there are a lot of other cast members that are like yeah that person's packing that is not what victoria said victoria said no comment uh, so victoria's cooking for sean his first ever british meal and she's making bangers and mash. And I have to tell you, if you've ever had bangers and mash, it is delicious. Delicious. Not super nutritious, but delicious. And I love the fact that they showed they showed us her bangers and mash, right? And Sean was like all confused. He's like, bangers and mash? What? What? What, what are you saying? Bangers and what? And she's like, it's sausages and mashed potatoes, onion gravy. It's proper, you know, pub grub. And it's delicious. And Sean liked it. He said it was very, very tasty. He liked it. And I like the fact that they finally showed us some, some things that we want to see that you're talking about, especially if people that don't get to travel and they get to see what you're actually talking about. So, um in a giant Yorkshire pudding, fats. <laughs> Megan says, I have doubts that she's seen anything to comment on. <laughs> now, they're still trying to figure out where they're going to find their final apartment, final flat, where they're going to stay. Uh, Sean wants to stay in London because 
the Japanese community, he says, is only in London. And so he wants to live there. She's not in a position to do that. She's like, London's too expensive. I'm not in a position to do that. Plus, she doesn't want to be far from her family. And he's like, well, you know, I'm on board to house hunt. And if I have to live in Wolverhampton, that's okay with me. And I was like, how do you even, you didn't know Birmingham, but you know Wolverhampton? I'm confused. Exactly. In my Linda voice. How is he the prize? How? What is he bringing to the table? And why does he even have a say? Aren't you just the visitor? Why? You guys don't even know each other and you guys are going house hunting. You don't even know what he does for a job. How is he going to contribute to the household? And you don't even know if he's actually truly divorced yet. He said he is, he's got papers in Japan. Like, there's too many questions with this fool. Too many questions. So he's on board with this house hunting situation. I don't think it's a good look because she doesn't know anything about him. And he is not forthcoming and not trying to tell her anything about anything at all. And so I think that she's going to get sick of him and sick of his lies and sick of his not communicating who he truly is. I think that that's going to be their issue 100%. That was the episode, you guys. It was really good. It was really good. Minus like the teeth trauma and minus, you know, the naked Richard trauma. Okay. Besides that, it was all good. I'm loving the drama. But you know what is weird to me, you guys? And I know I say this a lot, and I'm going to say it again. You know, there's a slew, a slew of couples we have yet to meet. And, like, we're already three episodes in. Can we find out and meet these other couples already? Like, hello, we haven't met Caleb and Marvin. We haven't met Emma and Hussein. We haven't, we met them and we haven't met Sam and Pat. Three couples, six more people that we still have to meet. Hello. Let's meet them now. I can't stand when we're halfway through a season and you like throw in these randoms. And I'm like, who, what? You're throwing the vibe off y'all. You're throwing our vibe off. We're already invested in these other characters. And so who are these new characters? Can we meet them soon? Thank you. And thank you and you and you for being in the live. Don't forget to like and subscribe. Uh, Olivia thinks that we might um, might meet them next week. Fabulous thinks that the new couples might be two episode couples. <laughs> um, we'll see. We'll see when we meet them. Um, hopefully sooner than later. And on that note, I will see you guys tomorrow. Tomorrow's going to be a busy day. I have um, Life After Lockup I'm covering. I have The Family Chantel I'm covering. And if you guys know anything about Renee Asher and her character that she's been doing this parody called This Week in 90 Days. No, excuse me. It's called This Week. Let me get it right before I, I talk. Shit. It is called... This week in 90 Day Fiance, she plays a character called Terry Tomlinson, 
And if you haven't seen her little skits on TikTok, over a million views on Instagram, you know, she's hilarious. We're going to have Terry Tomlinson tomorrow at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time on our show. And I can't wait. Until then, I'll see you guys tomorrow. Bye for now.